There are more questions than answers. Like if Wonder Woman and Spider-Man went into business together, would they call it Amazon Web Services? Hi America, hello world. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show More Questions Than Answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you. To bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall. Whatever my mother was listening to before she went to bed. She snores in her unconscious mind. Let's have a listen tonight. Oh yes, we're all there. Another one bites the dust. She's listening to Queen's Greatest Hits. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and all value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She is also our producer and sound engineer. Heather wondered this week if a Transformer would buy life insurance or car insurance. Welcome to the show, Miss Morris. Wow. No. There's always more questions than answers, isn't there? Yeah. I actually split up with my ex-wife because of my obsession. She said, I'm sick of it. You actually believe that you're a transformer and I've had enough. I'm leaving you. I said, baby, I can change. We actually split the house 50-50. She got the inside. (laughs) I also wish to introduce (laughs) the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. 
She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle's mum never allowed her violent video games, just family-friendly board games where someone is bludgeoned to death with a pipe in the ballroom. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. They're mad. They're bad. They're paranormal. This is season three, episode 24, would you believe? We're whizzing through them, aren't we? We now enter the first round. We call general lack of knowledge, armed with the gong of infinite knowledge. In the study with the candlesticks of statistics and the rope of knowledge. You want to say candlestick of statistics really fast. That's nice. I couldn't even do it second time round. On this very day in 1969, what major historical event took place? You should all know this. Anyone can jump in and grab the points. Life-changing in the history of humanity. 1969, on this very day. We landed on the moon. We did indeed. I will give you the first points of the evening, Michelle. The first ever moon landing. Apollo 11, of course, watched by 530 million people worldwide. Theoretically. Theoretically. (laughs) Landed on the moon. Mm. So for the first time. In the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange and fascinating facts about different types of Armstrongs. As a 10-year-old, Neil Armstrong had what job involving the dead? See what Mm. I did there? A little bit scary. So Neil Armstrong, he's a 10-year-old boy. He was supposed to dress him. He comes from Wapakoneta, which is in Ohio. And as a 10-year-old, he got this job. It involves the dead in some capacity. I'm giving you some clues. He was dressing dead people at the age of 10. Look at her. She's never looked better. Yes. Look at your mother. She's never looked better. Look at her. Bless her. Wow. What are you going to go with, Michelle, for the points this evening? Apprentice grave digger. I may give you a couple of points there. You're not a million miles away. He got the job of mowing the local (laughs) cemetery for for a single dollar. And he saved all those dollars up. That has nothing to do with the dead. What? Mowing a cemetery has nothing to do with the dead? Yes. How's that working in your walnut? The dead don't care about the lawn. No, it's all for the living, of course. That's right. I will say to you that things have changed. Back in the Victorian period, you all gathered round the dead body, and the focus was on the person who's dead. And you mourned the dead person, and it was the focus was on them. You had memento mori photographs. Mm-hmm. You built huge sarcophaguses and grave sites if you had plenty of money, of course. I have to say, in today's society, the focus is on the people that have been left behind rather than the dead person. That's now true. you can get jewellery made from their ashes. Everything's about the people left behind. It's no longer about the individual who died as it was 100 years ago. Did you know the guy that invented the autocorrect died this week? It's very true. Huh. Yeah, restaurant in pieces. <laughs> no, I, I love this show. I love this show. I can't give the points away, although Michelle did get cemetery, so I feel very philanthropic this evening. I will give you a couple of points, Michelle, Ooh. just to start tonight's game off. Thank you. What did the jazz trumpeter Louis Armstrong, if you remember we're on the theme of Armstrongs tonight, the jazz trumpeter Louis Armstrong, What did he give away as a gift throughout his entire life? And I'll tell you, it has to do with weight loss. So Louis Armstrong gave this away everywhere he went. He gave this out. 
It's to do with weight loss. Any time you can jump in and give me the most random and bizarre thoughts, Miss Morris. What did you think he gives away? Friends, family, concert goers. Why would he give them away? What, concert goers? (laughs) I read a report this week that humans eat more bananas than monkeys. And I thought to myself, I've never even eaten a monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Bit of bush meat. Bit chewy. No, no. Monkey casserole. Uh-uh. Don't ever eat anything that's labelled bush meat because that's basically your monkey right there. Mm-hmm. What do you think he gave away, Miss Morris? Well, at one point I was going to say his mouthpiece for his trumpet. Yes, but and that has what to do with a weight loss program. That's why I couldn't connect him. Are you going to give up? Are you going to come up with something surreal and bizarre and wow me in the cerebral knowledge section of your walnut? Miss celery. Corrie. Celery. He gave away celery at all of his concerts and to anyone who wanted some. Yes. It's a good answer. What do you think, Miss Corey? You've had plenty of time to think no. what's going around in there. All I can think of is diet pills. Just a second. Oh. Animal, vegetable, or mineral? Yeah. It's, um, well, good question. It's mineral, I guess. Huh. Yeah. Chad, you're looking to, itching to get in and grab some points. I'm going to say cocaine cocaine given away (laughs) i will say i have read lots about louis armstrong he was actually arrested in his youth for smoking marijuana outside a jazz club when hardly anyone actually knew what that was at the time so that was a very unusual thing to be doing back then but he was involved in that in his youth i don't know whether he was uh put in jail for that or not but he was arrested outside a jazz club in his youth for smoking a joint when no one knew what that was back in the day and that's how he gained the weight. And you're going with diet pills. I'll give you some points. It was, in fact, laxatives. He took laxatives and he said these worked fantastically well. It's called Swiss Chris. He never asked for him a penny for the laxatives. The company that made them called Swiss Chris. He never got any money from them, but he promoted them everywhere it went. He said his defecations sounded like applause. See if you can imagine that. Let's all do that together very quickly. No. Oh, that's it. Juice anyone? No, thanks. Well, ain't wow. that the grits? So your grits give me... Grits. Indigestion. <laughs> and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. <laughs> I shall give Michelle Corey a couple of points there. Oh. You're in the right direction. But he gave away laxatives everywhere he went. Lance Armstrong owns a coffee shop in Austin, Texas named Juan Pelota. It's the Juan Pelota Cafe. I just need you to tell me what Juan Pelota actually means. You're going to get one plate. And <laughs> or John plate. One plate. That's or like the buffet. John plate. John plate. <laughs> you must know John plate. He's a baseball player from the 1970s. Played for the Twins. One pancake. Juan pancake that's what you're going with is it i don't care yeah let me give you a clue and say that in spanish juan is one yes okay one plate you're going with that like the buffet yes like on national lampoon's vegas vacation where he has one plate yes bread pudding's runny tonight michelle yes. Corey, what do you think juan the palota means if you think about lance armstrong and his life mm-hmm it means one time I used to dope while I did bicycling. <laughs> and if and his I lawyers are listening, that was Michelle Corey. I allegedly. Would, <laughs> allegedly. I don't think it was allegedly. He came out and admitted it, didn't he? 
It literally means one ball. After his testicle was removed due to oh, cancer. See, I knew it. I knew it. In 1996. There we go. Two cannonballs got married and they had babies. Babies. It's babies, not babies. I think BBs. it still works. I love oh, this show. The original 1976 Kenner Stretch Armstrong toy was filled <gasps> with what? Did anyone have a Stretch Armstrong Beans. toy? My brother did, and he stabbed it. Lovely. <laughs> so what did it spill out? What is he now, a school teacher? <laughs> he stabbed it. He's a, he works in the airline industry, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Chad, did you have a Stretch Armstrong? And that's not a euphemism, by the way. Like, I'm just going into my bedroom. I'm going to have a quick Stretch Armstrong. I didn't. I didn't. Wow, I'm sorry to hear that. Did your household grow up with stretch? You were poor, weren't you? You just had sticks to play poor, with and mud. And I pulled off the heads of all my sister's Barbies. Why yeah. doesn't that surprise me? I actually used my sister's Barbies with my G.I. Joes as a comfort house, and she wasn't very happy. Mm, <laughs> well. What has Stretch Armstrong got inside him, Miss Morris? Beans. Beans. <laughs> You're going with any type of beans. Or beans or rice. Beans or rice. Mm. She's yeah. putting her chips on black and red again tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Michelle Curry, what did Stretch Armstrong have inside him? It's this weird syrup-like... You actually saw what came out, did you? Oh, yeah. What colour was it? It oozed. If I remember right, it was kind of clear. Really? Oh, clear. It's long ago. It was it smelled not... like what? No, it's long ago that, it's it, long that ago. he stabbed it. It smelled like Mike. <laughs> Why don't we get him on the phone live on air and ask him what Stretch Armstrong had in him? We could do he that. He wouldn't think that was odd, would he? Not so. He'd be perfectly probably flying over Saudi Arabia as we speak. He may do you want to have well a guess, be. Chad? What do you think Stretch probably Armstrong? Go liquid asbestos and he was covered in lead paint. Lovely. Mm. Yes, you've got to love the 70s. Well, we turned out okay, didn't we? It was actually filled with corn syrup, liquid sugar and again you're not a million miles away there Corey. i'm going to give you a couple more points you're in a runaway lead of six at the moment i can eat sugar with either hand i'm ambidextrose oh god no no that concludes the quiz for the first time on mqta on different armstrongs around the world i wish to give a happy birthday today to alexander the great born on this very day in 356 BC, King of Macedonia, ruler of the largest empire in the ancient world. I've been to Macedonia. I flew Macedonian Airlines. Mm. The air stewardesses were bigger than me, and I'm six foot two and weigh 250 pounds. They were large ladies, and they had tattoos, and there was chickens flying around in that fuselage. They never had any food to serve on board the plane, so they're actually giving away little cornflakes toys to people. Oh. I mean, that's going to be really useful, isn't it, when like the wings have fallen off and you putting your head between your legs to kiss your backside goodbye because you're going to spread yourself liberally over three fields as you're clutching your cornflakes toys. <laughs> but it is, in fact, his birthday today. So for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I can't believe that strange, bizarre and fascinating facts about Alexander the Great. I need you to tell me how many cities around the world he named after himself. The nearest one will, in fact, Win the points. Someone will win points now. Miss Morris, how many 52. cities? You're going to go 52 cities around the world are named after Alexandra the Great. Not a million miles away from us, a couple of hours going north mm-hmm. on Interstate 94 is Alexandria, of course. Yeah. We have this very city close to us. There's one just to start you off. 
Get he named going. that one after himself? Yes, he did. Yes, yeah. he came yeah. over specifically. That's yes. what I was thinking, the 300 Chad. Chadville. Yeah. <laughs> it's the house on the hill, Miss Corrie. I'm going to go higher. You're absolutely right to go higher. There are 70 cities around the world named after Alexander the Great and one in India named after his horse. Oh. His horse was called Boos Fala. And there's an Indian city named after his horse. Boos Fala, I will not let you go. Let me go. No, 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 no. <laughs> when Alexander the Great died in 323 BC, his body was preserved in a vat of what? Jello. Oh. Jello. This is what was inside Stretch Armstrong. Do you know such things? Mm-hmm. It's all true, I tell you. You're going to go with Jello because they had that back in Macedonia. In 323 BC. Lord. Are you going to go with any particular... <laughs> yes. He went downhill fast after that. <laughs> yes, he was preserved in a vat of lard. That's what everyone wants on their deathbed, isn't it? Stop greasing you up as we speak. Miss Corrie, what was he entombed in to preserve his body? Olive oil. Not bad, actually, in the guessing department. It was, in fact, honey. I cannot Mm. give the points away. His body was actually intercepted and taken to Egypt because the Egyptian rulers believed that if they had his body, there would be a natural succession where they would take over his kingdom. Mm. Alexandra the Great was very vain. What beauty product did he use on himself? Now, what do you think he did? He was very vain. Think of all the presidents and think of all the leaders around the world that might be doing this as we speak. And here I thought maybe he was born with it. No, but apparently he wasn't. Maybe he did it's smell Maybelline. good. <laughs> is he or isn't he? Maybelline was his other horse, apparently. Oh, he did can... smell good. I read once that Alexander the Great was reported of smelling fantastic and smelling really good. But back in the day, olfactory sensations like that were linked to great rulers and prominent mm. people and he did think that he was from the gods he thought he was better than achilles and as actually the son of zeus so he did have a bit of an ego going on there ambrosia yes what did he do with that rice pudding where did he put it on his face he put rice pudding on his face yes okay there's many jokes i could tell right now but my mom said if i had nothing nice to say you can't do it till later i don't even remember banging the gong of infinite knowledge so i'm going to step in now Better late than never, right? Yes. It's been wrong. What are you going to go with, Miss Corrie? What beauty products did he use on himself? What part of his body did he use? Elephant dung. Elephant dung on his... Everywhere. On his everywhere. He actually dyed his hair to make it look bright and shiny, and he did this with saffron. And apparently saffron back in the day, in fact, it still is more expensive than gold. Tell me, what do Kermit the Frog and Alexander the Great have in common? Very simple. You can jump in, you can shout out. Any thoughts on that? I can't do it until the last section. Oh, right. Oh, no. They've got the same middle name. <laughs> <laughs> I like this show. Winnie the Pooh as well. I just thought I'd share that with God. you. <laughs> oh, well done, Michelle. She's guy, guy, finally you know. caught up with us. Fantastic. <sighs> that was then. But this is now. We mm-hmm. get to our favourite part of the show. It's the mailbag. We love the mailbag. If you wish to write to us, if you wish to give us your messages of support, if you wish to comment on anything 
on the show, you can go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Ian. You can write us messages on there. All of the following have been communicating with us this week. Robbie and our good friend in Massachusetts has Hi, posted. Robin. Hi, Robin. Usually, I think Adrian's jokes are corny, but I actually giggled at the hangman joke <laughs> last week. It's got to happen once in a while. Wow. If you throw enough at the wall, right? I thought that was a great joke. On the spot, spontaneous. I said I saw a one-legged man being hung and we all shouted out letters. It was very funny. (laughs) I don't know whether to be upset or happy about this. It's very confusing because on one hand she says my jokes are very corny. But then she says she liked the hangman joke from last week's show. That's like saying you're really fat but you look cute in that dress. I mean, where'd you go with that? Just take it and run. Yeah. Larry then posted, yep, it was a great one. Stephen added, I like his jokes. I love this show. Hurrah! Hurrah. (laughs) D has then written, yep, it was pretty funny. We're getting entire threads based around hangman jokes. Jack in Vermont said, I think his jokes are very clever. Someone with very good taste. So this comment section is all about you. Yes, but we're moving on to you, Miss Morris. Don't worry. (laughs) I'll come to you in a second. (laughs) This is more questions than answers with Heather Morris and two other people. (laughs) Wow. Robin, Larry, Stephen, Dee and Jack. They're all listening first on the Dark Matter Digital Network at 10pm Central Time. If you go to Dark Matter Digital Network... On your laptop, anywhere online at 10 o'clock Central Time. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all around the world. Terry in West Virginia posted, We will be listening tomorrow at work. I cannot wait. Thank you, Terry. The show, of course, is repeated all weekend throughout Saturday and Sunday on the Dark Matter Network. So you can catch up with us on there as well. Kevin in Minnesota posted. Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Heather is knocking it out of the park. I love Kevin. Heck yeah. (laughs) I will say, I mean, we have a show that goes out to 100,000 listeners all over the world. We have a Twitter account that has 100,000 followers as well. And if we didn't use the show, what's the point in having it? But Kevin is having a few problems this week. Yeah. He's had Mm. renal failure. He's having problems with his kidneys. They found some dark spots on his liver. So he's in hospital at the moment. Mm. And then Jill in Iowa, has just been diagnosed with stage 3 cancer. So if the listeners out there, and I know you're such a fabulous, fantastic group of people, we have such fun entertaining you week in, week out, and reading all your comments, and it feels like one big, merry and happy family. Kevin and Jill need your prayers and your support and your healing this week, if you're willing to do that. I'm sure they'd be very, very grateful. Daniel posted, I loved the show last night. Had me cracking up during a late dinner. The attempted accents had me crying with laughter. <laughs> Who do you think that might be? Because I didn't try any accents. Did you try accents, Who Michelle? Could it be? I don't know. It was Chad. I saw Chad. him. I do have a pretty amazing Valley Girl accent. I, 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 well, <laughs> it had me fooled and I'd been drinking. Right. He says he went through two cans of soda since he does not drink. So I'm assuming oh. he's playing the bell bunk and snort drinking yeah. game. Excellent. Every time the bell is rung. Every time Michelle snorts, every mm-hmm. time Miss Morris says the word bunk to any of my stories, you're more than welcome All of them. to have a drink. All of my <laughs> stories. Bunksville, Arizona. It says it, drinking soda because he doesn't drink kept me from having a massive hangover this morning. Playing the bell bunk and snort. Drinking game. 
Klaus Sanoff from California posted, and he's a new listener. What yeah. a wonderful show. Oh, Such a fun visit every week. Your terrific personalities create the atmosphere of a stalwart Victorian constable forever teased by two mischievous sprites. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> Chad. Like awesome. <laughs> I thought, actually, I was more of a school teacher trying to corral naughty children but you mm. could look at it that way that works Ooh. interestingly enough i've actually written and read two audiobooks that are a steampunk novel victorian detectives if you go to youtube it's free go onto youtube search for victorian detective adrian lee and i've actually read and written two victorian steampunk stories like sherlock holmes on there for you now we've been asking you for the last few weeks to vote for us we've been nominated in the 2018 Podcast of the Year Awards. People think we're funny, apparently. Mm-hmm. We would love for you to vote for us. We don't win unless you vote for us. If you go to podcastawards.com, if you then click on the little blue sign that says nominations, all you have to do is enter your name, enter your email address, just to make sure that you're not a robot. And you have to vote for us in two categories. In the comedy section. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Because I'm funny. <laughs> and in the People's Choice section. Ooh. So if you can vote for us, we would be very, very grateful. It would be amazing for our show and amazing for our marketing and everything we do here. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this for five years, week in, week out, free of charge. Mm-hmm. Everything's available for you on SoundCloud. I'll talk about that in a second. But if you could go to podcastawards.com, you only have until the end of July. And it's not one of these deals where you can go on every five minutes and vote. You register your email address and you can only vote once. But we're in the category of comedy and people's choice and we would be very, very grateful. That would be a wondrous, wondrous thing and we would yeah. love to have you do that for us. That's the podcastawards.com. And if you go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee, I will post a link on there and you can click and go into there. Diana in Minnesota has written, was listening to the archives after work yesterday. And I heard the shaved cat story. I laughed so hard when I heard the second story last week. You are all funny and amazing. Thank you so That's much. That's a joy. That was a very funny story. We did have a lot of fun with that, didn't we? As I mentioned before, you can access us completely free on SoundCloud. Go to soundcloud.com. Search for MQTA Radio. All of our shows are there for the last five years. Completely free. So if you've got a long car journey... Mm-hmm. If you're cutting the grass, if you're taking the dog for a walk, if you're in the gym, you can listen to those back to back completely free. Everything is on there for Mm -hmm. you. And if you're listening on SoundCloud now, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you enjoy the show. And remember, we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes at the top of the hour when we go off air. We stay in the studio. And we read out a round called Not For Your Mother. Not For Your Mama. These are the stories from around the world when we're searching for the paranormal that we cannot read out for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. Mm -hmm. Because these stories are laden with what, ladies? And the windows. And. Dirtiness. And. Naughty. And. Sexy, sexy stuff. Some people say it's their favorite part of the show, but we cannot read it out on the Dark Matter Digital Network. We would be removed. But it's a little Easter egg. It's a present for you. So if you go to SoundCloud, as soon as the show's over and you hear the outro, jump onto SoundCloud. More questions than answers. MQTA Radio. 
Mm-hmm. And you will find us on there. We're also on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you can write reviews on there, we'd be very grateful. On iTunes especially. Please. We're on Spotify. We're on Gasbox, Brussels Sprouts. <laughs> it's Castbox. Cast. You. I was going to say the W word. Don't say the W word. <laughs> we'll be taken it. off air. If you wish to donate to the show, this show is free. It will always be free. But we have to pay for all of those platforms. And we've had a lot of flood damage in the last few yeah. weeks. Twice. If you wish to pay one single dollar to the show, you can go to patreon.com. Search for MQ. TA Radio. Martin, our good friend in New York, is a patron. Martin, we love you. (laughs) We have some new Patreons this week as well. We do. Peter actually did go to the blood bank and managed to sell some blood, so he gave us a single dollar. Yay! Thank you. Rebecca and Andy as well. So thank you to those three individuals for supporting us. It's a single dollar. Go to patreon.com, MQTA Radio, and you get many things for that dollar. You get to listen to the show first. There's episodes on there that we never ever put out on air so you get to listen to those and no one else will miss morris yeah so i was gonna say don't forget if we get up to the hundred dollar mark we're gonna put out a video podcast for our patrons yes of us in the studio doing the not for your mother round. that's right oh. that's got to be worth a single dollar Naughty. if we make you laugh if you leave this show with more than you arrive with that's cheaper than a mars bar it is. We are on Facebook. All of tonight's stories and much, much more. All of the banter, the cartoons, the camaraderie, the prayer requests, everything you would ever want is on Facebook. Just go to more questions and answers with Adrian Lee and join the fun and shenanigans. We have 6,100 followers on there. My Twitter account, Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips, has 100,000 listeners. And remember, if you wish to purchase any of my books, if you enjoy what we do if you love ghosts if you love hauntings if you love everything to do with psychic if you're interested in christianity and theology lots and lots of books i've written are currently on amazon if you search for adrian lee mysterious minnesota mysterious midwest how to be a christian psychic and much much more if you're interested in a fabulous summer read now each week dr c peters reads out his random strange and fascinating fact of the week Uh what have you got for me tonight mr peters the top speed of the first american race car in 1895 was seven miles per hour see you leave this show with more than you arrive with which is exactly the same speed cars travel in 2018 through minneapolis i am led (laughs) to believe Michelle's on six. I'm yet to score. Miss Morris has a large duck egg, but all is to play for as we enter into our first round proper, which is ghosts and hauntings. And remember, we don't do orbs. Naked man stuck in a gate claims he's been hunting for ghosts in Russia. A man caught stuck in a locked gate totally naked claimed he found himself in the predicament whilst hunting for ghosts. When a passerby stopped to find out more, he told the man he was a paranormal investigator. And that's what I told the judge, and I'm sticking to that. I've never done that. <laughs> never. For you. The witness, who offered some friendly advice for the man to make sure he didn't tear his privates in the metal gate, filmed the entire bizarre encounter. And then he got his K2 meter stuck. So he didn't help the man. He filmed it? <laughs> I got to admit, that's what I do. I think I, he yeah. shouted out directions, like a bit more to the left, yeah, lifted yeah. up a little mm-hmm. bit. Remind you of your honeymoon, Michelle? A little bit. It's turning blue. That's the sort of thing, yeah. It's a motion detector. 
Lots of knocking, a couple of old. It is like a K2. Moaning. <laughs> now it's red, now it's yellow, now it's green. Jeez, that turned around quick, didn't it? Wow. I want to do an MQTA calendar. I think we should all be naked except for paranormal equipment. What do you think? I'm going to need some big equipment. <laughs> you heard it here first. I've got an oscilloscope and a couple of cameras. I, I'm sure that would cover most things up. Well. I can let Chad have a compass. Oh, it's pointing to north. <laughs> I got my dosing rods. Of course Whoa. you do. That would be ridiculous. Paranormal Investigating Naked, they've tried running a couple of they TV shows. They did. Mm-hmm. I often true. get emails from producers saying, do you know anyone that would be interested? We're looking to float this show. Is that why I got that email? Yes, I passed that on to you. <laughs> they wanted naked paranormal investigating. Because, you know, when you investigate paranormally, it's not disused factories in the cold, is it? Covered in dirt what in miserable places. Oh, me! There was a show... <laughs> There was a show full of uh, young and attractive women oh. called Ghost Bait that was so bad it lasted <laughs> one episode and was never seen again. And if you look it up online, all trace of it has been removed with a flamethrower. And anyone involved in that needs to hang their head in shame and go and live in a box somewhere for the rest of their life. Oh, it's true, I God. tell you. It was a terrible show. Is that in, bait, for the one episode it lasted. Is that Bait? B-A-I-T? B-A-I-T. Oh, God. Ghost Bait. Well, that's... That's a little different than I was thinking then. In wow. the video filmed in the city of Rostov-on-Don, in Russia's southwestern Rostov Oblast region, the unnamed man is seen hanging out of the gate, appearing to be trapped by his legs. He asks what has happened by the person filming. The naked man responds, I'm a paranormalist. It is unclear what exactly the naked man was studying inside the building that he later became trapped outside of. After asking the man filming him for help, to help him escape from the gate, he is told, How can I open it? I don't have a key. Before the passerby adds, Watch out for your balls. Luckily, the trapped ghost hunter manages to shimmy his way out of the fence to freedom. If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, Michelle Corey has given you your first shot of the evening. Wherever you are in the world, enjoy that drink on us. Naked Paranormal Investigating. Who's in? And that'll be me then. <laughs> a paranormal investigator in the buff. Oh, I've heard enough. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. And you will see the photograph and the video of the naked Russian paranormal investigator stuck in a gate. I shall give myself two points for being fun and a little bit informative. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? Tia Wilson of Durham, Maine, captured an eerie image on a game camera she had set up in her garden. Expecting to see photographs of cats and foxes, Tia was particularly taken aback. Upon browsing through the images, she found one which showed a figure standing in her front yard. The photograph had been taken on Saturday night at 8.58 p.m. I'm not sure why she had to be so dang specific, but whatevs. (laughs) Well, she had been away camping. We were like shocked. Oh, we we go. <laughs> Mary, Jesus and Joseph. Initially, I freaked out because I think there's somebody in our yard, you know. Who the heck? It's like nine o'clock wow. at night. Who is at a house? It's almost like you're there. Where mm-hmm. is this taking place? Oh, Maine. In Maine. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you had to ask? 
<laughs> I know, right? I just wondered whereabouts in Maine. That was my ah, query. Northern Maine. Yeah, well, I'm a fool. What was I thinking? Even stranger was the fact that there was no sign of the figure on any other image, despite the fact that the camera takes a picture at 10 second intervals. If somebody was walking in the, up our driveway, it would have caught a photo of them much sooner. At Thomas, the edge of our lawn. Wow. We're going to get taken off air. We put the camera back up in hopes that maybe we'd be catching to something sometime soon. Count along. <laughs> Count along. You that there picture, man? <laughs> wow. You done, are you? Is that it, is it? Yeah, we're going to catch with something that? soon. They're yeah, going to catch soon. something soon. We'll be sure to write to us and we'll include you in next week's show. Oh. I shall give Miss Morris two points for being quite scary, actually, in many respects. <laughs> Some people tune in just for this crap. Do you know that? Oh, I'm not crap. No, it's fantastic, Morris. Wow. Haunted homes with a spooky tale attached can lose up to 20% of their value, according to a new survey. More than half of Brits polled said that they'd be put off buying a house if they suspected a ghostly spectre. And a third said they'd experienced a spooky presence when viewing a house. You said every house in England has a ghost in it. I would think that's true. It's a very old country, of course. I think there's actually laws in this country that state that you have to tell the person buying your house if it's haunted or not because we've had discussions in the past about the government admitting ghosts exist if it's now law that some states have to declare that right that's not true because i looked at a house once and it was an old church and there was a graveyard that they did not have to disclose there was just me. lots of sunken holes in the ground there and was. railings lying everywhere there was and i said was this a graveyard and they said no we don't have to disclose this to you <laughs> Just don't build a swimming pool anytime soon. <laughs> Watch TV. It's What's the dog got in its mouth? Put it back. Put it back. Three quarters of Brits would lie to their estate agent, that's their realtor, to cover up the fact their house was rumoured to be haunted for a quick sale. The most commonly reported occurrences are hearing unexplained noises or whispers. Pets acting weirdly, strange shadows, lights turning on and off, or furniture moving unexpectedly that's a normal night in our world either that or you've got teenagers hanging around some of the bizarre tactics property owners have used to try and rid their homes of ghosts include talking to them directly cleansing the house of bad energy by lighting candles and having religious figures bless their house five percent of brits also claim to have performed a banishing spell to encourage unwanted spooky residents to leave the property The same number have resorted to a technique called smudging, which involves burning sage to ward off evil spirits. I do that in the studio. Of course you do. And how's that working for you? How are you feeling tonight? I'm feeling good, actually. Not warded off or anything? No, I'm I'm feeling... I felt something was coming out of me as I walked into the room. Devil, we go! Devil! Now she's doing an exorcism. Can I carry on with the show while you're exercising the building? Is that possible? And if you feel anything coming out, Michelle, just stick with it, okay? Okay. It's all about intention at the end of the day. You're just stating it's your space and you're saying you don't belong here. 95% of the time when I'm looking to clear negative spirits and negative energy from houses, if you just state this isn't where you belong anymore, you're disturbing the house, you're disturbing the kids, they don't like it, you have to leave. They normally go. People are polite. You can reason with them. You can be friendly. I actually burn frankincense. It's very smoky. 
and you can guide it where you want it to go in the house and it smells better than sage which reminds me of sunday dinner last week it was revealed that according to local legend gareth southgate's 3.25 million pound house is considered haunted the england boss 47 and wife allison 51 bought a 16th century swinsty hall near Houston, north yorkshire five years ago but it is said to be haunted by the ghost of a man who looted plague victims adam collins director of uk tv really who commissioned the study said it's staggering how much money could be wiped off the value of your property should you feel your house is haunted an eye-opening to see just how many of us have experienced spooky goings on in our home i don't have that in my home or please don't leave me alone go to our facebook site more questions and answers with adrian lee and you can see that story for yourself in full with all the photographs i shall give myself another two points for being a little bit scary michelle what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings a man opens a portal in his bedroom by accident after feeling energy there's nothing worse than one of those accidental portals, is I there? I know, right? The, the car, the car keys I've lost, the checkbooks that have gone missing, socks, socks. There, there's a portal in my laundry room. You should see what happens to me when I feel my energy. Really? Oh. What happens to your energy? What portals do you open? <laughs> oh, good God, madam! <laughs> you notice that her drink's empty. Look, she's down to the last inch, and she brought a pint glass with her. I need a refill. What have you got there? A pint? What is that? A pint of? Uh, rum and schnapps and orange juice and pineapple juice. And was that pint glass full when we started? Overly. That would explain. (laughs) It's delicious. The bizarre main accents and the exorcisms that are currently (laughs) taking place. Michelle, you're in a runaway lead at the moment. What have you got for me tonight? Guy films spooky energy seen in his bedroom. The clip, captured in Florence, South Carolina, shows the moment one man got an unexpected surprise at home. While he was using his phone in bed, he felt like something else was present in the room. Shaken by the encounter, he pulled out his phone and began filming. The witness said, I was laying in bed and felt a static feeling and vibrations, so I turned on the video. Footage then shows the strange article appearing to open up before closing again. It was uploaded to YouTube channel Disclose Screen, where it has racked up hundreds of hits already and viewers were quick to offer their own opinion on what it could be. Could be a portal or a spirit, one claimed. Another added, That is weird. I've never seen anything like that before. And a third suggested, I would have run out of that house so fast. But others believe the footage may not tell the full story, with some pointing out, it may be caused by water damage. Wow. Or it might be bunk. Yes. If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, you're more than welcome to have a drink again tonight. Opening a portal or the man's a fool. That story is on our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Terrifying clip shows possessed clown doll <gasps> moving on its own. I got one. I was going to say. I got two. Joy. You've got two possessed clown dolls. I made them. You've made them. Of course you have. Where can people go and find your dolls, Miss Morris, if they wish to purchase such wondrous things? The Oddly Intriguing Collection Facebook site. Facebook site, Oddly Intriguing Collection. Or for, friend me on Facebook or send me a message. For all of your possessed clown doll mm-hmm. needs. Yeah. I was going to go to Clown Possessed Dolls R Us, but we'll bypass mm. that and go yeah. straight to your Facebook site. In the clip, a set of dolls are on display as a group. 
of ghost hunters explore the room. A man goes up to the table, moving up and down as if he's trying to test a movement. But it is at that moment he turns away. The clip takes a chilling turn. The doll on the far right, a musical clown called Bob, suddenly moves a couple of inches further up the table. The incident took place at the Haunted Antiques Paranormal Research Centre in Hinkley, Leicestershire. When I think musical clown, I think Bob. Last. Yeah, it goes up and down. Wow! Ooh. They're making their own jokes up. <laughs> Team member Sam Little Johns claims the doll is haunted. Wait a second. Spirit of a dead child. Hold on. What was his last name? Her name is Little Johns. Thank you. It was cold in that basement. Yes. It's a little child who doesn't like his toys to be moved, apparently. Sam said you will hear Bob's music playing. <laughs> and it's quite unnerving. What does Bob like listening to? Throw peanuts at Bob. Sending the clowns. <laughs> throwing it out there. Insane clown posse. Perfect. Everyone's happy. I wasn't surprised by the footage because that particular week we had groups in every single night, so the energy in the building was quite wow. high. It was really active. Lots of people had reported things. So when Jason said he thought the clown moved, I was not surprised and said we could look on the CCTV. Jason Wall, 46, was the investigator nearest to the clown when it moved and struggled to explain how it could have happened. It is almost I caught them out, he said. As soon as I realised and looked directly at the clown, it stopped moving. And it didn't rock. It was still in the same position. Hurrah, it's a haunted clown. Or don't get me down. <laughs> you can go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee, and see the CCTV footage of the clown moving around on its own for yourself in glorious Technicolor. Michelle, you've got one more story in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings. We want to squeeze in as many as we can. Eerie footage filmed by Ghost Hunters shows a tricycle appearing to pedal backwards on its own. Lee Kirkland, 40, caught the creepy blink-and-you'll-miss-it backpedal on video during a late-night tour of an insanely haunted house. The red tricycle can clearly be seen moving backwards momentarily while illuminated by the flashlight. The pedals appeared to be pushed by phantom feet as the front wheel turned and pushed backwards across the concrete floor at the Ashmore Estates in Illinois. It's Bob. If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort <laughs> drinking game, you're more than welcome to take another shot of your drink. The abandoned building was once a poorhouse before it was turned into a mental asylum. Lovely. Mm, and Lee believes the tricycle is a trigger item for the ghouls that still reside there. Lee from Kentucky said, I wish I was Heather right now, but I can't. <laughs> that they all say that. That doesn't actually stop Heather, though, does it? So you say that, but we all know that's not true, right? I was making a joke to Nick Groff, the paranormal investigator, and I was saying that he was going to get on the tricycle and ride it around. Then I pointed the camera down at the tricycle and it moved on its own. It was a pretty creepy piece of video, for sure. There's a lot of alleged spirits there, and in that area, one of them is supposed to be a little girl who is attracted to these objects. 
The tricycle is something that has been reported before on the estate, and that's why they put these trigger objects there specifically in this area. They had different objects moving in there. I think they had a small ball and a kid's doll and the tricycle, stuff like that. A lot of people didn't see it at the time. I reviewed it, and it showed up to people at the end of the night, and they were all pumped up. Wow. Everyone was happy, were they? Mm-hmm. Michelle, you're now up to eight, and you're winning a free ride on a big wheel as we move into the round. It is the strange and the bizarre. They're the stories from around the world that are too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of SMB? Look at this. <gasps> I can see it. It's an Uh-oh. empty glass. I know, right? <laughs> Where did that go? Did you knock it on the floor? What happened to it? I knocked it back. Oh, I can see that. <laughs> Your eyes have, are crossed. I have a great story. Well, let's right, not prejudge you it. You tell me, and I'll say if it's great. We're going to play. I win. Okay. Ooh, well, you're you're I losing like at the moment game. on two, so you've got well, everything to play. The for. first point is the stories from Florida. I win. Yay, Florida! Right. I win. Okay, you can get a point for that. Okay. Now I'm going to win with the headline. Then I'm going to win with the story. Ready? I'm ready. Poised. This has happened again. And I kid you not. It's not another shaved cat story, surely. Florida man with no arms arrested on <gasps> suspicion of stabbing a tourist. Oh, oh my score. God! <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! So he's a no-armed bandit. Oh. Was his name Hans? Oh. It has happened again. again. Do they take him away in handcuffs? Oh. <laughs> I'm sure there's more in there. Give me there time. Is, I'll think of a is, few. There is. Police arrested a Florida man with no arms after he allegedly stabbed a tourist in Miami Beach Tuesday night. Put your hands naughty. up and come quietly. Naughty, naughty. Stabbed him. Stabbed him. Jonathan Crenshaw, 46, is known locally for the detailed works of art he creates using his feet. He's got feet paintings, toe mm-hmm. paintings. My left foot. Yes. Nice, like an elephant foot. I don't I'm know sorry. What, that means. <laughs> what? Do you want another drink? Are you all right in there? <laughs> like an elephant's foot. The only thing I've seen an elephant's foot used for is an umbrella stand. <laughs> right. The ex- some extremities police say he used to jam a pair of scissors into a 22-year-old Cesar. Coronado. So he used his feet to stab this guy with a pair of scissors. How can he run after him and stab him at the same time? I mean, that's multitasking. He was hopping. He was hopping. I I can't. Can you imagine the cartoon? I just can't. I like it. According to the Miami Herald, Crenshaw, who is homeless, sadly, told the Miami Beach police that he had he'd been lying down when Coronado attacked him first and he punched him in the head. It's amazing how much Florida sounds like Maine, but then I'm foreign, so I don't get the uh, (laughs) What are you saying there? I'm saying anything. Mr. Lay? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. What you doing there, boy? Nothing. (laughs) Well, both Coronado and his friend, 22-year-old Cindy Baranitos... (laughs) told investigators that they were just asking for directions when Crenshaw suddenly jumped up. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> God, sorry. forgive me. I can't picture oh. this. And then stabbed Crenshaw. Jeez. And then he walked off. <laughs> I don't understand how this happened. 
He's getting a lot done there, isn't he? He's achieving many wondrous things. He got kicked in the head. He was laying down. All of a sudden, he jumped up with a pair of scissors in between his toes. Can you imagine all, telling all your friends in the bar that you got assaulted by a man with no arms? And you lost that fight. And you lost. It's a bit Monty Python, isn't it? Come yeah, back and fight is. like a man. <laughs> but a scratch. Now, now, wait. I have to tell you. Coronado, who was visiting Florida from Chicago, suffered a wound to his left arm. So he really got him. (laughs) And officers found him lying on the ground, bleeding. Paramedics took him to an area hospital for treatment. Police have arrested Crenshaw multiple times in the past. The Herald reports, and then on charges that include trespassing, disorderly intoxication, not like me, and battery on police officers. Yes. Admission of guilt, oh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> to be fair, a pair of scissors is a useful weapon to have if you're a man with no arms, because you can push it through your toes and you can oh, probably yeah. get some decent purchase. Right. But how do you cut with them? I mean, he's you not really cutting, is he? He's to... stabbing with them. He's stabbing with he's them. He's not cutting with them. He's, he's not got a switchblade. He's not yeah. cutting out like coupons shady. from the local newspaper. Coupons. Coupons. Going to high V. Is it Professor Crenshaw on the beach with the scissors? No, it's not. I shall give you two <laughs> points. You're up to a rather resplendent four in the round of SB. Scientists haven't given too much attention to the significance of horse snorting before now. Hey! The expulsion of air through the equine nose has Mm. normally been connected with clearing phlegm, flies, or irritants. Can't Mm. go back to that restaurant. Nope. But now researchers in France say that these blowouts are a key indicator of what's going on in the equine mind. They found horses living in relaxed environments that produce far more snorts than those in stressful conditions. I agree. You find this a relaxing atmosphere, Miss Corrie? Yeah. Understanding when a horse is feeling happy scientifically is quite difficult. Cats are easy by comparison. Their purring is a clear sign of contentedness. Horses give off conflicting signals. Their heart rates increase at the anticipation of food, but decrease during grooming, something that humans generally believe they enjoy. Some people believe that horses being playful are showing that they're happy. But researchers say this isn't always the case, as play can be a copying mechanism. When horses are faced with unexpected events, and it may also be a way of reducing social tensions within the group. In this study, the scientists wanted to test the anecdotal idea that snorting in horses occurs more often in positive situations. Experts say that horses produce three different types of sounds, all by passing air through their nostrils. Who knew? Snores are very short, raspy sounds produced when a horse is examining something new. Blows are described as short and very intense. I agree. Just thought I'd leave that hanging in the air for a second. (laughs) Intense exhilarations are associated with vigilance or harm. There's just a couple more. Mm -hmm. The fully-fledged snort, though, is a bit different. It's a pulse sound produced by nostril vibrations when expelling air. What did they conclude? Horses snorted far more often when they were out in pasture, when they were in a stall. So horses snort more when feeling relaxed. I'm glad you're feeling relaxed. A stressed horse, or they're relaxed, of course. Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers, and you can see that entire report in full. Miss Morris, if you can squeeze in one more quickly, you can have the floor. 
Let's play I win again. Let's play Miss Morris and wins. And I'm still yes. out. Go get me one. Uh-oh. Yes, I'll stop the show and go and get you a drink. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> a Texas house guest has been arrested after allegedly biting off a piece of her host's nose and swallowing it when she asked her to leave her house. So keep your nose out of my business. If you lose your nose, <laughs> can you imagine how messy that would be when you get a cold? I mean, it'd be dribbling everywhere. Yeah. Oh, not good. Jessica Collins, 41, is charged with assault and bodily injury, you think? The victim, who did not wish to be named, said that the attack happened at her home after a night of drinking at a bar. See? The Who dangers of drinking at a bar. You can lose your nose. Come here. Give me your nose. No, oh, I'm, I'm Michelle's got it. I can see her choppers around. It was like Alien when a second jaw came out with some teeth on it. I felt her breath on my face. Wow. She said that the woman was a friend of her neighbor and attacked her after she had asked the two of them to go. According to the woman, Mrs. Collins demanded more alcohol and cigarettes after they returned to her home following a night of drinking. When she asked the two of them to leave her property, she said the assailant jumped on her. The victim said she did not know that she had been badly injured until she was on her way to the hospital. Oh, or, that's drunk. I can't. What is this phrase? You can't see your nose in front of your face, despite your face that's or right. something yeah. like don't, that. Your don't, nose, don't bite your nose off, despite your face. That's right. Well, she said, I started calling my husband. When I was in the ambulance, Back I was Maine, screaming then. like, I don't have a nose. I'm 28 year old. And I don't have a nose now. <laughs> How are you going to keep your glasses on your face? That's your oh, first I know. thing. I know. Nobody knows. <sighs> oh, you see that? Oh, I win. Oh, Let's play. I win. Uh, the woman who does not have health insurance is now facing, oh, see, <laughs> <laughs> facing expensive medical bills. An online fundraiser aims to raise $12,000 for her to have reconstructive plastic surgery. I'm okay. I'm just comatosed. Or, oh, no, I have lost my nose. <laughs> we come to the round that we call Not For Your Mother, which means you have now found us on one of our platforms. If you're on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart? Show us how much... You enjoy the show. Why not cut and paste the link and tell all of your social media sites that you're now listening to more questions than answers the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. Spread the word. This is a round that we can't read out on air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. It's called Not For Your Mother. It's the stories from around the world that are laden with filth and innuendo and sexual naughtiness. Thank you for coming to find us. If you're on iTunes or Stitcher, you can also leave us a nice review if you're feeling philanthropic. An unlucky punter was caught on Google Street View walking out of a sex shop, clutching a bag of goodies. Mm. The shopper was snapped by the camera as he left Erotica Bell sex shop in Weymouth, Dorset, holding a bright red bag. The punter can be seen brazenly strolling out of the store which bills itself as the first high-class erotic boutique in the South. I want the lowest erotic boutique in the South. Would you go to the highest one? I want the one that's like filthy dirty. And I go to everyone. Say that again. I go to everyone. You don't care whether it's dirty right. or you just... Dirty. It's like saying there's no such thing as a bad alcoholic drink, Dan, is what you're telling me. Well, there's bad beer. Bad Beer would be a bad one. Wow. 
Erotica Bell, which opened its doors in 2009, sells a range of raunchy goods, including sex toys, lingerie and clothing and fetish items. It also flogs sex essentials. These are sex essentials, apparently. I didn't know you had those. Such as contraceptives. Oh, wow, if you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, I think you can have a pint on the back of that. Wow, sucks all the air out the room. Believable. There's a canary in the corner that's just fallen off its perch. Apparently, sex essentials includes contraceptives. Well, okay. I just get them to and? jump up and down afterwards. Mm. Oils, essential oils. <laughs> See what I did there? Oils. Oily. And stimulants. Mm. Essentials for me is like a cup of tea and having a towel handy. For me, it's a couple of drinks. Nice. What are your essentials, Miss Morris? Spare batteries. Alcohol. <laughs> yep. The store's website says we cater for every taste and sexuality. Our products are always brought to you with fun in mind. Erotica Bell always strives to bring you the highest quality products. It's not the first time that Streets View images have caused a sensation, with a friendly dog appearing to have photobombed every single shot taken in a South Korean island. I'm picking up good sensations. Vibrations works as well if you want to go with the original. I love the lack of clothes she wears. And the way the sunlight plays upon her hair. I didn't know what you were going to say there. (laughs) She stood on her hands and I knew she was a brunette. Faroe Islanders have also created their own Google Street View using sheep to map their homeland. Wait a second, they attached a camera to a sheep? Yes, but they've only got one street in the Faroe Islands, so Ah. it's a lot easier, isn't it, at the end Mm -hmm. of the day? You know it. His life must be sad, or oh my god, that looks like my dad. You decide, go to our Facebook site, more questions than answers. It's getting hot in here. Why didn't you laugh at you know it? You, sheep, you. I see what you've done. I see what you've done there. It was bad. I suspect there's more sheep on the Faroe Islands than there are human beings. Oh, yes. Really? I think there's like one to 16 in New Zealand, isn't there? Are they doing the Google mapping then? Apparently. Wow. Sheep are Google mapping in the Faroe Islands. I like it. We need squirrels to do that. Who knew? Well, if you try getting a camera on a squirrel, good luck to you. <laughs> Miss Corey, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Oh, a woman inserted a kinder egg holding an engagement ring inside of her vagina. You're doing it wrong. Do you know what a kinder egg is? Of course I do. Okay. No. You don't know what it, How would you explain a kinder egg? It's like a little children's chocolate candy. Yeah. And it's got a chocolate shell. And inside it's hollow, and inside there's a little plastic capsule, and you get toys inside. Yeah. So why would you put it up there? Well, she's eating well, the chocolate. I'm using. She's using the egg-shaped capsule. You must have a to machine. shoot it out like a ping pong ball. There you go. You could have someone's eye out. Look at no, that. No, she. That ain't went over it. the garden fence. Her plan was not to shoot it out. You must have had machines in this country. You you put 10 cents in it. It goes... That was my favorite as a little girl. There was a chicken that always laid an egg. My grandpa always used to give me a quarter and it used to do that. And it would spin around in a circle and out came the egg. And then I was happy. Yes. And that's how your ex got your engagement ring. But that's what it looks like. It's a little capsule in an egg shape, but you've got chocolate around Mm -hmm. it. So I'm assuming she's unwrapped it, eaten the chocolate, taken the toy out, and she's included her own present. The unnamed woman was taking advantage of the leap year tradition, which means the female can propose to her man on February 29th. 
I didn't know that was a thing. Never heard of it. Okay. She decided to place an engagement ring inside a kinder egg and inserted it into her vagina. Well, how was he supposed to look in there? He had to fish it out. I'm giving her a thumbs up. Yep. But it didn't go down. Wow, wait a second. <laughs> that was terrible. I'm on fire. I love this it's, show. I it love was terrible. <laughs> this show. Police are looking into it. Mm-hmm. Good God. But it didn't go down well after the proposal landed her in the ER. Oh. Her unfortunate story has been retold in former junior doctor Adam Kay's hilarious novel, This Is Gonna Hurt. During his time as an NHS doctor, Adam worked as an obstetrician and gynecologist. Referring to the unlucky woman as patient JB, the doctor said she decided to take advantage of tradition and propose to her boyfriend, going to the expense of buying an engagement ring, the trouble of putting it inside a kinder surprise egg, and the imagination of inserting it vaginally. How was he going to find this in like a sort of drunken fumble? She would suggest some finger work to her partner. He would discover it, retrieve it. Then she would go down on one knee and presumably him. Who says romance is dead? Exactly. Can you imagine that telling that story? To your kids? In your speech Mm -hmm. on your wedding day in front of your family. (sighs) I've got a funny story to tell you about how we got engaged, kids. (sighs) Well, now they've got a funnier one. Wow. (laughs) I wonder why that egg was on the mantelpiece in a case. Equal parts unexpected, disgusting, and I suppose romantic. The woman's surprise didn't go quite as planned. Why didn't she just kegel that thing out? I know, right? Gone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Took a window out. out. Well, it it ended up rotating itself. It's no good doing actions. (laughs) We're on the radio. Put your pants back on. Sorry. Wow. I was just getting ready to fire. Lengthwise. It it turned lengthwise inside of her vagina. Okay. Adam added, no amount of shoogling from either one of them could get this particular goose to lay the golden egg. Lovely. (gasps) Remarkably, she was so keen to maintain the surprise that she wouldn't tell him what she'd done or why. The couple decided it was a hospital matter, and that's how they came to meet Dr. K., in cubicle three. Okay. Couple of questions. Uh-huh. Only two. Wow. Why couldn't they use a suction cup? Maybe they didn't have one. Well, like a plunger. I would go to the first Rite Aid to get one instead of the emergency room. And the second question is, she must have been awful small. It wasn't like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. There are more questions than answers, Miss Morris, and we don't have the answers. I was just questioning. Yeah. It's fair. Questions. He retrieved the egg using a pair of sponge-holding forceps so they could have got a tongs. Yeah. Go out to the barbecue. Right. Wipe them with a cloth. We're going in. See? They are perfect. What could possibly go wrong with barbecue tongs? A flashlight on your phone. Or a couple spoons. Yeah, a couple spoons. Good one, Heather. With a rubber band. The salad thing. Yeah. The The tossing salad thing? A child's bow and arrow set with a suction cup on the end? There you go. You see? That's where I was going. All things are possible. (sighs) Then gave the boyfriend a pair of latex gloves to open his kinder surprise. 
And inside was the engagement ring. What did he say? You've got to be joking. Mm, she popped the question and the answer was yes. Wow. Presumably out of shock or fear of what a woman who does that with a Kinder Surprise <sighs> egg would do to him if spurned. That's outrageous. Mm -hmm. After they made love, she took out a packet of cigarettes. I thought there was something in the way. <laughs> oh, no. A bizarre new sex trend has been praised for giving women amazing solo orgasms, but doctors have warned it could be extremely dangerous. Oh. The trend involves women experiencing mini-orgasms from peeing after holding it in. Did you say many or mini? Mini. Just tiny ones. Just small ones. Well, then what's the point? Well, you could do it over and over again, I guess. Okay. I'm just saying, you could have opportunity. Depends how much you drink, ultimately, doesn't it, I guess? I'm empty. I don't know. But the practice has been slammed by medical professionals as it could trigger a painful urine infection. Nothing Ew. worse than bladder stretch Whoa. injuries. Nobody wants a UTI. They don't want bladder stretch injuries. A man asked a woman... If they had experienced a sensation after going to the loo when his girlfriend claimed it worked for her, he wrote, My girlfriend recently told me if she had to hold her pee in for a while. When she actually goes to pee, she often has orgasms that she fills all the way up her spine into her head. If she does reverse kegels while peeing, they're even more likely to happen. You said kegels? I did. I said that in the last story. Yes, you did. Mm -hmm. I used to go Kegeling in the River Thames. I had a paddle and a splash deck and a life preserver. Splash deck? <laughs> Paddling what around the there in the water. Why am I here? <laughs> Women were quick to comment and several claimed the unusual technique made them climax. One wrote, yeah, it feels like a sensational whole body massage. Most times it's waking up in the middle of the night to have a pee. Well, no wonder women spend so much time in the bathroom. Yeah. Another said, I get something similar, but it's not exactly an orgasm, just a really, really pleasurable feeling. But not everyone was a fan, unfortunately. Dr. Carol Cooper says, these so-called pegasms involve holding on to a full bladder much longer than normal. That's where the danger lies, as it can trigger urine infections, which may even damage the kidney. Does it have to be your bladder or someone else's? If you hold someone else's bladder, I think you're in with a better chance. I can almost feel it. Get your finger out. Ooh. As so many women are already prone to cystitis, I really advise against going for a pegasm, even if you're otherwise healthy. The reason so many women find the sensation pleasurable is that an overfull bladder stimulates the nerves in the pelvis that control arousal. Letting go can then produce an orgasm-like sensation. Open the door, you've been in there an hour. Or don't come in, I'm in the shower. You decide for yourself. Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers. With Adrian Lee, Miss Morris, you have the last story of the evening in the round that we call Not For Your Mother. I'm a little confused. Oh. What are you confused about, Miss Morris? I either have to pee or I'm going to have an orgasm. You need to hold your bladder for a very long time and then do Kegels whilst you're squirting it out. Really? That's what it says. Uh, Seems like a lot of work. It does. Well, have another drink and we'll have an one. experiment. A mini one? Yes, a mini one. Mm -hmm. It's better than none at all, right? <laughs> Just Nunya. It's Nunya. Would you rather have a mini one or none at all? You don't care, do you? You've <laughs> no, lost really the, the will to live. <laughs> Well, a porn star turned wannabe politician wants people to give him money. 
so he can be buried in a gigantic remote controlled penis. What everyone wants is you're lowering it into the ground. Yes, that's very true. He's going in the hole. Lovely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I wonder if uh, I'm waiting for Neil Armstrong to cut the grass around oh, the hole. Oh boy. Oh. Well, Johnny Rockard or Rockard. Oh, oh. I think that's Rock Hard if he's a porn star, Miss Morris. Yes. Morris. No, it jo- has Johnny Rockard. Says he is planning to go off in style after announcing he has been diagnosed with terminal lung cancer. So well, that's sad. less funny. Sad. Wow. Get out the little violin. You could have told me that be, before I, I was making jokes. I read the article. He doesn't want you to be sad about it. Okay. Well, specifically, he means being buried inside a six foot long. It wouldn't fit you, Mr. Lee. Phallic no, I'm six foot coffin. two. <laughs> well, we could cut off some. I am larger than the average man. That is true. Oh, oh no, you didn't. It's getting hot in uh-uh. here. <laughs> no. Specifically, he means being buried inside a six foot long phallic shaped coffin. That would, of course, be complete with a pair of testicles. Of course. And he has started crowdfunding to get his project off the ground he needs five thousand pounds to build the penis on wheels as he admits no one is going to want to be a pallbearer carrying a cock no the crowd <laughs> hey michelle put that on your shoulders the carry it into launcher. the church yeah. a ball bearer oh, nice yeah. love it the crowdfunder will also pay for a hydraulic mechanism that will make the coffin erect at an angle during the service <laughs> i'm sure the church will be pleased i bet the yes. pastor's oh, made up right boy the former bristol mayoral candidate whose real name is actually johnny langley said i know there will be people who will contribute to it because they want to see the back of me there will be those who contribute to it because they think it's absolutely hilarious this is quite a historical moment no one has ever been buried or cremated in a penis before it's just me mocking the whole thing about funerals completely ripping the traditional ideal apart and having a bloody laugh at the same time with all the flames licking around it oh Oh, oh. yes so johnny has posted an 11 minute video on his gofundme page where he whipped out a dildo to explain his idea (laughs) he's got a dildo and a gi joe Ooh, big john Buried in a giant willy, or I've never heard anything so silly. Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Okay. Well, all good things come to an end, so let us look at tonight. Scores in last place with the K2 Major and the dead battery, of, despite her protestations, is Miss Morris, who scores six oh, and gets the possessed clown doll and a go on a tricycle. I'm in second place, <laughs> I've scored eight, and I'm trapped in a gate, and I'm stark naked, and I'm in Russia in first place. Winning the resplendent $33,000 IR camera, reaching double integers of 10, gaining an evening out with a snorting cow. And opening a portal in her bedroom is Miss Corrie, tonight's <laughs> winner. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I'd love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. I will read out your messages. And if you choose to write to me, we will air those things. That's very 
very kind of you. You can join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And remember, if you now go to soundcloud.com, search for MQTA Radio, we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round called Not For Your Mother. Please remember to vote for us in the podcast awards dot com podcast awards dot com for the 2018 podcast awards you can vote for us in the round of best comedy and in the people's choice we would be very very grateful my gratitude and gracious thanks are extended to lorna hunter heather morris Tom drainer michelle cory chad peters and all of the international paranormal society at inparanormal.net and all of the show's sponsors including the lakes area paranormal interest group and mufon of minnesota you have been listening to more questions than answers the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world with your host adrian lee we are the very best in paranormal news radio entertainment we are the light before the darkness it just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested and interesting good night